Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day two of month five. 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred it is so good to connect with you to be with you to chat with you on this day i'm so excited that we can that we have breath if you're hearing this if you're connecting to this then you have breath in your body you are breathing that's what you're doing and again, it's so exciting to be able to have that opportunity today. Got a lot of things to talk about today. Um, we have a conversation coming up with Dr. William Charles Newell. Yes, he came back. He did some business some time ago, and he's coming back. And a uh, little bit of a spoiler, if I can go on ahead and just, and just admit that right on in here. Dr. Bill and I have decided that we're going to uh, create a monthly session, a monthly dialogue uh, on community issues and social advancements and things of that nature. And and so stay locked and stay tuned. Hopefully we can uh, do that. And I'm not going to tell you when because you know how I do. You know how I am. I'm, I'm not interested in telling you something until I got it in hand. You know how my grandmama told me. Boy, if you ain't got it in your hand, don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody until it's in your hand, boy. You ain't got no money until it's in your hand. I don't care how much they owe you. Don't go playing bills. Grandma, don't pay no bills off money people owe you. Pay bills off money you got. If you ain't got it, don't spend it. That's great, Grandma. Just talk. Grandma, the wise woman. Nonetheless, Dr. Bill and I have, we're chatting today. And uh, that's going to come up here uh, in, the, in, the, uh, in the next hour. If you will. So uh, stay locked and stay tuned. You got about at least a good hour with us today. A little bit more than that because uh, we went over, had about a 11 to 12 minute uh, conversation that went over the hour. So, uh, you know, stay locked and stay tuned. If you're listening to this, it's somewhere near the two o'clock hour, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to you, wherever you may be. 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 1 p.m. Central. It'll be about uh, oh, 11 o'clock in the morning. 11 o'clock in the morning. About to go to lunch on Khaled. You know what? I should have stuck with that. Because, okay. No, no, no. No, no. It's all right. We'll start over. Here we go. <clears throat> Ready? Boom, 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 boom. 11 o'clock in the morning. About to go to lunch out in California. No, no, not, not that. No. Here we go. Boom, 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 boom. 11 o'clock in the morning. About to go to lunch because I'm a Californian. Because I am a Californian. Something like that. 11 o'clock in the morning. About to go to lunch because I am a Californian. There you go. There you go. We got, got, got it. Got it. Got, yeah, we got to workshop them beats. I'm sorry about your ears. Please forgive me. But anyway, uh, 11 o'clock in, in the morning over there in California somewhere. Could be noontime. Depending upon how you live. I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're listening. You may not you may not find this on this day. And if that's the case, then that's fine too. We appreciate you nonetheless. However this finds you, we appreciate you. And uh, ask that you do whatever is required. And I say that because, you know, I know you don't like to be told what to do. Hell, I don't like to be told what to do either. But, you know, there, there's, there's things, you know. The system has uh, objectives, if you will. They have um, certain needs that they need met. You understand? 
some of those needs are that, uh, well, they only can make money because, you know, we're in this business to make money, right? And they can only do that if they uh, if they have a good, good, good set of numbers to work with. What I mean by that, how many people are subscribing to their platforms? Uh, they, they love it when you when you uh, just, you know, log on and hear. But when you subscribe, then 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 that can that can say that okay, you're you're pulling these kind of numbers, or or you're doing this, or especially for a creator, a subscription to a creator is is heaven because he can say I got this amount of subscribers and and uh, this amount of followers, and and you know advertisers will love to uh, to connect on that. So you know that that's that's that. So please make sure that uh, you do whatever is needed. To make sure that we get these pieces of business. Today is National uh, Teachers Appreciation Day, I believe it is. Yes, that's right. National Teachers Appreciation Day. Um, it's also, oh, today's The Rock's birthday. Hold on. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I got to, I have to do this. Hold on. <clears throat> this is to The Rock. <clears throat> They sound like one of those little cartoons, you know, when they, when they, I don't, I don't know how to describe it, or I don't remember how to describe it. It's like something like stupid happened. They go, row, row, row. that's the way it came out. It's really supposed to be a guitar. Glum. Do I have a? Um, I have this right here. Let me see if I can uh, garage band open up garage band here. It says loading my song. Let me see. Uh, I, I want to go down. I don't have any songs. So why are you loading something I don't have? This is a bad time to try to figure out. No, that's not what I want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I would like to take this opportunity to wish a happy birthday to the great one out here making movies and the wrestling. Come back to WWE and beat Roman Reigns and take the title, boy! Yeah, yeah. What is he, like 70 now or something? I don't know how that man is. Anyway, happy birthday. Whew, I'm glad I pulled that off. I was getting a little nervous there. I don't know how rappers do it. But for me, sometimes it's like, you know, let me just let me just go ahead and get this in there, because if, if I if I thinking I'm if I'm thinking, I'm stinking. Right. So just go ahead and just throw it out there and and just hope you just just hope you got it. That's kind of all I think. Anyways, happy birthday to The Rock. And I'm sure there's other people whose birthdays this month. Uh, my uh, sister in law. Or in love, whatever her name is. However you describe that, I don't know. Everybody's got their ways. But her birthday is tomorrow, I believe it is. Day three of month five. Yeah, that's tomorrow. The wife's birthday is uh, on, I want to say, wait a minute. Monday. Next Monday is the wife's birthday. My birthday is next Tuesday. We got married on Sunday. That would be a celebration of that for us. And uh, so it, it's it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, if you will. A beautiful day for a neighbor. 
Would you be mine? Would you be mine? Anyway, it's all that. It's World Asthma Day. That's something else I want. That's one thing I want to focus my attention on today. World Asthma. Uh, what does it say? Wear a gray ribbon. Uh, well, that was the 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 uh, what the acknowledgement said, but then I clicked it. And it clicked off. I, I thought I'd have time to read it because sometimes, you know, the computer and the internet, you're like, hey, a dude, um, excuse me, uh, I'm going to take my time here. So uh, you just wait for me. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. World Asthma Day, though, however, according to nationaltoday.com, shout out to them. We need to talk about endorsements and payments and things. Actually, no, just buy me some cheeseburgers and I'll be all right. World Asthma Day is observed on the first Tuesday of May every year. This year, it falls on May 2, of course. Uh, The annual event is observed to spread awareness about people suffering from asthma. It is organized by the Global Initiative for Asthma, GINA, Mm -hmm. in collaboration with health care groups and asthma educators. Asthma is a prevalent problem worldwide, a prevalent Okay, you, you know what happens when you get the words that we're like, really? What does that mean? And, uh, of course, I hear you screaming. I do. Actually, I don't, but, you know, you're screaming. But I know what that word means. Let me tell you what that word means because I'm smart. Let me tell you. All right, I am here. You're going to tell me. All right. Uh, it's loading. But it's a prevalent problem, a prevalent prevalent problem worldwide do you know this is a question that approximately 25 million americans this is a problem for 25 million americans think about that it's prevalent not prevalent it's a prevalent problem Mm-hmm. That's why we look things up. Make sure we understand how we. Would. It's all about the enunciation. See when you when you when you get the word right now, you understand. Prevalent, widespread in a particular area or at a particular time. The social ills prevalent in society today. Uh, the work attitudes still prevalent in the UK. Widespread, prevailing, frequent, usual, common, general, universal. Pervasive, extensive, ubiquitous, ordinary, endemic. All these different things make up prevalent. Mm -hmm. 25 million Americans is the question that I was asking you before we stopped to make sure that we understood what that word was. Have asthma. Asthma is a chronic disease of the airway. Inflation occurs in the airways that lead to the lungs causing blockage and breathing difficulties. That's where we get asthma from. Asthma is a common concern, and according to WHO, that's the World Health Organization, 262 million people have asthma or had it in 2019, and it caused over 460,000 deaths. The death rate from asthma has nearly doubled since 1980, but conditions is not new. 
There is mention of asthma in scriptures from China in 2600 BC. And the ancient Egyptian people also mentioned the symptoms of breathlessness and respiratory issues. Hippocrates or Hippocrates, mm -hmm, Hippocrates or Hippocrates, that, that dude, was the first to describe the condition found in ancient Greece. Uh, around 100 BC, it was composed and detailed, uh, a composed and detailed definition of asthma was created by Eratius. Eratus, Eratus. Uh, all these different things are 50 AD goes back in the ninth, but in the 19th century, Henry H. Salter made accurate description of the medical drawing of what happens in the lungs during an asthma attack. In 1892, one of the co-founders of the John Hopkins Medical School, William Osler, noted similarities between asthma and allergic or allergic conditions. These include hay fever, as well as the genetic nature of the disease. He also noted specific triggers of asthma, such as climate, extreme emotions, and diet. The 1980s saw better comprehension of asthma as an inflammatory condition. It focused on the importance of the immune system. Doctors realized the need to manage asthma even in the symptoms do not occur. Let me see. We can't do something here. That uh, she's, she's see if she'll pick up the phone here. We want to talk about this right here. And see if she'll pick up the phone. She may be poopy. Sometimes mommy's poopy. So she don't want to pick up the phone. Is it going to go? Yes. How are you? Mm -hmm. I'm doing my, 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 my blog today and I realized that it was National Asthma Day and it said that asthma can be triggered in some cases by an extreme emotional effect. Mm -hmm. Meaning when you're sitting up there getting your blood pressure all up, it can mess up your asthma. Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you knew that. Mm, you're getting stressed out. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So don't be getting stressed out; it'll trigger your asthma. Mm -hmm. And don't be laughing too hard; that could be triggering of your asthma. That yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, just thought I would let you know. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all. All right. Oh, did you call your grandmama? I did. I'll talk about that later. Oh, okay, mom. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Had that mama, brother, we all had asthma. Grandmama, I used to have serious, serious asthma attacks. I can't talk about it with, with, with her because she'll, uh, she'll get, well, you know, a little bit. My mama, because, you know, my mama's a medical person. Grandmama's a spiritualist. You, you understand how that works. You got crazy folks in your family. Or, or should I say, they, 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 you, you, anyway, your family ain't right either. So it's all right. Hmm. I want to take a swig. But grandmama, I used to have these bad, bad asthma attacks. And grandmama used to say that she didn't have, you know, because back then, even, uh, well, yeah, back then, 
getting you know, proper treatment for these any type of disease back then was very expensive for poor people. Poor people could not afford the doctors. They could not afford the equipment. You had to get inhalers and and that stuff cost a zillion dollars. And if you didn't have good insurance, you weren't getting it. So grandmother, you know, she had that moment where she had her conversation with the Lord. And she said, Lord, I need your help here. Please don't let this boy have another asthma attack. And I might have had one or two. But for the most part, after she prayed that prayer, according to her, because I, I, it's not like I was in her prayer meeting. Because, you know, the Bible said go into your closet when you pray. You understand? But she said after that, I might have had one or two flare ups. But for the most part, I did not have an asthma attack anymore post her prayer. And, you know, it's not that she's all spiritualized and everything. But again, she was poor or she couldn't afford to go to the, like I said, running back and forth to CHKD. Because it's a funny thing how we want to do something. Well, I, uh, let me not say that because it's, it's complicated because there are people who want to help. But at the same time, I want to eat too. You know, I don't want to eat bologna and oodles and noodles. And, and, and I got college loans to pay off and all that good stuff here. So so the doctors and I, that are out here, you know, they, they want to be helpful. But at the same time, they like, dude, it's hard, man. And they're like, well, give up his BMW. So what the hell? I'm supposed to drive a hoopty? I'm supposed to drive a Prius? I'm six foot two. I can't fit in a damn Prius. What's wrong with you? At least give me a Ford F-150 with turbo tires. Because, you know, I live in Norfolk, too. So, not only do you want me to drive a Prius but that I can't fit in, but you want me to drive a vehicle that when two dogs pee on the same corner, I'm not going to be able to get home because it's flooded. Yeah. But then again, I drive a Cadillac and I still can't get home when it's flooded. But there's a little conversation for another day. Moral of the story is, man, everybody deserves the right to live their life. And it's just it's just hard and complicated how this system is is created. Speaking of systems that are out of whack, if the doctors are are, are you know they're trying to do what they do, the teachers are out here. God bless the teachers. It's Teacher Appreciation Day, and I want to talk about this because this speaks closely to the conversation that we're getting ready to have in just a few. Teacher Appreciation Day falls on Tuesday. In the first full week of May, which is going to be today because the week started on Monday. See, they're even they're even pushing the narrative. The dawn of the first day is Monday, people. I'm sorry. Teacher Appreciation Day falls on Tuesday in the first full week of May. This year it takes place on May 2, of course. It's a day to honor the kind, hardworking, and patient individuals who create an everlasting impact on our lives. Given how we entrust teachers with the care of the future, and excuse me, not just with the care, but and the future children, the future of the children, let me say, not the future children, but they're going to have future children too if they stay in there because you get the point. Every day should be Teacher's Appreciation Day. And yet, these incredible professionals do not always get the recognition and the pay they deserve. So, we're aiming to change this narrative. Trying to see if there's anything else here. Uh, 
Before Roosevelt's approach, before Roosevelt approached Congress, some states were already observing a day for teachers in their own capacities. It is believed that the idea for this special day first came from Maddie White, a teacher in Arkansas, who wrote to many leaders in the education system. She eventually began writing letters to Roosevelt. Are we talking about? No, this is Eleanor. So this is Franklin's wife. Excuse me, President FDR. She wrote these letters to Miss Roosevelt, hoping that she would support the well-being of teachers and their cause. Roosevelt took the calls to Congress, but it took 27 years for the National Teachers Appreciation Day to become an official national day. In 1980, the National Education Association, NEA, joined forces with the Indiana and Kansas State Board of Educators to lobby Congress in recognizing a national day for teachers. On March 7, 1980, America celebrated the first National Teachers Appreciation Day. The celebration was moved to May in 1984, the year I was born. Isn't that nice? This was initiated by the National Parent Teacher Association, the PTA. Remember them peoples? Instead of one day, they decided that teachers needed recognition for at least one week. Thus, the first Teacher Appreciation Week in America began. In 1985, the NEA made similar changes and officially designated Tuesday of the first full week in May as National Teacher Appreciation Day. That's where you get it from your national appreciation. We're going to talk to an educator in just a few moments. Uh, as I said, Dr. Dr. William Charles Newell is going to be talking with us and going to chat with us for about an hour or so. And uh, we look forward to that. You know, it's also poem on your pillow day. Celebrate poem on your pillow by slipping a poem into a loved one's pillow. I, I should do that. I should really do that and see if she finds it. You th you think that'd be? Let me let me let me let me see what it's telling me to do here. Click on this. Uh, the holiday was created by Tweet Peak or Tweets Peak. An online poetry organization to promote poetry in quite a delightful way. Words are beautiful. Words are a beautiful way to articulate one's feelings and emotions this day. Okay, cool. So yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna but I can't I can't post it anywhere. She's not gonna listen to this because the wife doesn't listen to these, but she might she might check out the Instagram. So yeah, that would be a thing. So we need to um we need to figure out how to get that done. All right, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, how you doing over there? I'm yelling in your ear. I'm sorry. I'm going to plug my phone in. As I'd like to tell you, on behalf of No Copyright Sound, who is empowering creators. Yes, they are. They're empowering creators through royalty-free and no copyright music. I think it's the other way around, but that's okay. You get the point. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, which I like to call the Trinity of DJing, the trinity of entertainment is here and you have something to put in the plate. Let me let me uh, go over here. I like to go here to your profile 
and see what you got. If you got anything of interest that that uh, is is out there, let me see. Uh, oh wow, I didn't I didn't know that was I didn't know that was the thing. I just looked up on the Instagram and saw something. I'm like, dude, was that okay? I didn't know that was out there. Uh, from WWE Raw last night. Uh, do you have anything that is of interest to us that we might want to put out there? I think you might have a little something, something that might be of interest. And uh, we, we, we uh, yeah, I think we got something. I'm liking what you're putting out. So we're going to, you're going to put that right up in here. We're going to listen to that in just a few moments. Uh how, how am I going to say you're going to put that right up in here and then we're going to listen to that in just a few moments? <laughs> that makes no sense. We're going to listen to what you got for us in just a few moments right before we get to Dr. Bill. But I just wanted to appreciate you while I was while I was thinking about it, while you was fresh on my mind, if you please. But before we get to Dr. Bill, we want to just check out what's going on in the world, make sure we, we know What's happening in the world of business? We all we know what's happening in in the society, if you please, or what we're celebrating, what we're bringing awareness to. We just we just uh, understood that. But let's check out what's going on in uh, in the business world. Shout out to uh, Morning Brew. Uh, I know they're going to be up there. Morning Brew is going to be up there. And uh, what else we got in our inbox here? Uh, uh, we got HR Bruce. So we're gonna see see how you can complain about your bosses and all that good stuff. Where is the hustle? What's going on here? They haven't they haven't been in my they ain't been in my news feed in a while. What's going on here, dude? Let me check that out. All right, uh, let me let's just look and see what's 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 what these peoples is talking about here. TLDR is our tech uh, people out here in these streets. We're gonna start with Morning Brew. Uh, two immensely consequential challenges lie ahead of these states united. One deciding who looked best at the Met Gala and two raising the debt ceiling ASAP. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen warned yesterday that the U.S. could run out of money to pay its bills as early as June 1. If Congress does not raise or suspend the debt limit before then, the U.S., First ever default would be disastrous for financial markets, economists say. Congress better figure it out or else next year's Met Gala theme will be America remembering a function economy. Or as Rihanna would say, no, no, no. That would be what the theme is. But the theme song would be, bitch better have my money. I'm tired of sitting here paying your bills and you not paying me back. I want to make sure I can eat too. So you better come back with my pay so I can't feed the baby. Don't you see I'm fat? I gotta feed this baby that's in my clack, clack, clack. Now come on back. Write me your big check. I ain't gonna ask you not. Oh, it was so good till I screwed that up. And you didn't hear all that because I was screaming. Bitch better have my burn, 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 burn. Bitch better have my burn, 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 burn. Lord, what's wrong with me? That's why you leave the singing to the professionals, people. What else is going on in here? I, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this because you got old man McCarthy. Now, McCarthy, 
is playing playing ball here. And you, 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 I think you need to understand what this looks like. Because what all Joe Biden needs is for the economy to crash on his watch. Especially going into an election year. That's all they need. So, so McCarthy is going to see this. Watch this film. He's going to see this as a prime opportunity to screw Joe Biden. Because it's not about the country doing better. It's not about the society. It's about how we can get power. And the, the truth of the matter is, until there's conversations that center around not allowing or, or, or you're not voting for people based on records that they cannot fully understand. Now, now, let, 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 let me not preach. Let me not preach the same way that you've been preached to about politics. Because they'll say, oh, we have to vote in more people. Yeah, that's not how that game is played. You have to vote for people regardless of your of, of the way the system is looking. Because you have to understand, and I, and I don't I don't like to say it like this, because you, you're free people. You shouldn't have to do anything. Well, everybody has to do something. But what I would like to consider that you understand is how this game is being played is just that. It's a game. They're going to use the country and hold it hostage in order to ensure that they piss you off enough that you'll vote for his opponent. Talking about Mr. Biden. That's all it is. So so, so when, you go, when you go and you look, if, if the country defaults, it ain't Joe Biden's fault. It's Republicans who are determined to they're going to gain not only the White House, but the Senate. And they're going to use this. To say, see them Democrats over there, they can't get a damn thing done. It's not they can't get a damn thing done. You won't sit down and help them. You don't want to cooperate. And Democrats do the same thing too. I'm not going to sit here and, and try to pick one side. But just vote based on the people that you believe in. Not on the people that's actually doing something. Because if you vote based on what they're doing, that, that's, the, that's the political game they're playing. Force the system to change by saying, okay. I'm going to vote for Biden anyway, even though y'all just fucked him. Vote for him anyway. Yeah. What else is going on up in here? Uh, J.P. Morgan took over First Republic uh, and its affluent client list in return for $10.6 billion paid to regulators and other financial concessions. So they went and bailed out the bank, so the government went how to do it. Did uh, J.P. Morgan. Uh... In a hospital far away, Dr. Doug Eunice, an orthopedic surgeon from New York's renowned Mount Sinai Hospital, envisions a potential revolutionary change to joint replacement surgery with the assistance of surgical robots. Oh, we, we're going to do robots to do surgeries. His inspiration, the 100,000K plus knee replacement that Fair annually and the surgeons across the galaxy using handsaw. Wait. Okay, let me read that again. His inspiration. The hundred and the hundred K plus knee replacements that fair annually and the surgeons across the galaxy using handsaws and hammers resorting in genetic size implants with a Burning determination. Dr. Doug found it monogram. 
Seven years later, Monogram's precision surgical systems may be on the verge of transforming the lives of patients with small incisions and custom implants that match each individual autonomy. 17K Plus have already invested in Monogram's mission, and now you can invest before their plan. So basically, they are, what, what, are they, what are they telling me? That we're going to get rid of doctors i mean how, how does how, this is something to look into people because you know as the older you get you're going to start you know having problem with your bones and you're going to need some surgeries and one of these things that is going to come up is you know how they're going to operate on you you know I, i'm curious I, i'm not at that point yet but grandma had two knee replacement surgeries and <sighs> my uncle had his hip replaced i think he had his hip replaced did he have it I don't know. I think he had it replaced. I don't remember what he did. Anyway, moral story is this is going to be interesting coming up here in the future. Hollywood writers are on strike after failing to reach a deal with the Alliance of Motion Picture and television producers. The Writers Guild of America went on strike at midnight as the union tries to negotiate a contract that takes the new streaming centric AI enabled landscape into account. Late night talk shows a s- late night talk shows and soap operas will be the first impacted. And if the strike drags on, other programming will be too. The last strike in 2007 lasted 100 days, prompting studios to turn to more reality TV and other unscripted shows. So, I saw this. I think. I think let me let me make sure of this before I speak because it could be one of those parody accounts and if that is then you know I'm I, I don't want to say something that is not accurate so if you let me get over here and pull out my put this back uh, put my drink back up here let me pull out my uh, let me see here I'm looking to put I'm going I don't want to see that right now I want to see who am I looking for I don't even know what I'm looking for you open up you open up Instagram and you start looking at the uh, the search engine and all these different people that pop up and then you go what the hell is this huh okay that is interesting. I'm going to okay. All right. Um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that in a second. But um, what am I doing here? I'm looking for Jimmy Fallon. That's what I want to do. Before I, I I get confused here, Jimmy Fallon, because I think he said it. I think. It's not. It's not on. Um, it's not on his Instagram. So let me go to the website and top it on. Is I think it's canceled. The Tonight Show. I think. Don't is the Tonight Show canceled? I think it's. Can- Wait a minute. Where is this? Where is this? Is it okay? 
I mean, let me let me check this out. On August 13, 15, NBC announced that Fallon signed a contract to remain host until at least 2021. On November 2, 2020, his contract was extended beyond that year. On May 17, 2021, NBC renewed his contract for five more years. Okay, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, I thought... Uh... NBC new report. NBC considering canceling late night primetime. Okay, that's not what I wanted. Um, I thought I saw it. It's canceled um, for strike is what I'm looking for. And, and I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, late night shows shut down immediately after. Here we go. So, um, wow, all of them. This is original story, May 1 at 9.06 p.m. Nightly talk shows, including The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel Live, and a Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon are set to go dark starting Tuesday after writers agreed to strike. Late Night with Seth Meyers and The Daily Show, which have correspondence, uh, will also be hit. The Late Show, Jimmy Kimmel Live, The Tonight Show, and Late Night will officially be in reruns now waiting on Comedy Central oh, and waiting on what Comedy Central will do with The Daily Show. So everybody's going out. Everybody's going to sit at home and, and chill out. They're running reruns. See, if you really want to, if you really want to cause a stink, well, I guess you can't tell the network to to not do anything. I guess yeah. Uh, but if you really want to make a stink, you'll just you know like just tell them we're gonna have black. Have the TV go black at like eleven thirty. Just go black. Just sit there for the rest of the night. You remember back in the day? Some of you might not. I don't know if you, I don't know. I'm not going to say if you remember or not. But there was a thing when the TV went black. I'm going to see if there's uh, TV turns. Uh, let me see. TV turn off sound effect. Let me see. Is, no. Here it is. Is this it? When the TV used to go off. Let me see if this is it. No, that's not, that's not, I don't want to hear that. There we go. That, that was a little bit of it, but you're going to see OTV turn off. Let me see if this is it. Um, no, no, what are you doing? Oh, you just turned the TV on and off. Uh, no, right here. This is where it went. Remember when that? Remember your TV used to do that? A little bit. That was it. That was the channel going bad. Or I was look. I want the other one. This is what I want. This is what I want. No. No. That that's 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 not it. I don't know what I'm looking for, and 
that's bothering me. Anyway, what if the TV just, you know, went to that that moment when it just went black and it just did the whole boop, and then you knew to cut it off because you know there was one there once was a time, my friends, when TV cut off. Remember that? Yeah, that did happen. Anyway, that's just what's going on in there. The writers get what else are we talking about here? Um, we have they have a nice building, the Writers Guild of America. I mean, that's a sick little building. You can tell that costs like millions of dollars to build. I'm just saying, you got money to build fabulous buildings, but you know you just want to. Okay, um, there's nothing else in here. Let's go to uh, see what's going on in technology today. Apple announced 15-inch MacBook Air at wwdc uh, i want a small i don't know i'm trying to figure out if i need a new laptop or if i need a new ipad i don't know which one is going to be first people have argued that which one i would need um let me see what else we got going on here um nothing else interesting in tech that would uh you know speak apple users ios and mac os rapid security responses of the first time now that's not something that the average person would care about only the tech people would care about that but not the average person um let me see go up here to hr brew what we got up here uh may is uh appi heritage month it's also mental health awareness month and national barbecue month Guided meditation on the glories of the Korean barbecue and the breakdown. Okay, all that good stuff. Um, what do we have here? Uh, anything universal struggle? Where? Okay, this is something. Uh, France-based insurance company, AX, released its study of mind, health, and well-being. In February, it polled 30,000 respondents across East Asia, Europe, and the Americas. The company found that more than half of Gen Z respondents in Asia responded that they are experiencing poor mental health. While Gen Z, Gen Z in Asia reports widespread mental illness, the study also found that generation... The generation can work well under stress. Asia-based Gen Z workers are struggling with various stressors impacting their mental health and well-being, including having uncertainty about the future, 69% is in that category, feeling as though their skills and jobs don't match up, 56% is in that category, and having a hard time keeping up with, quote, pace of change at work, 47% is in that category. Yet 42% believe they can be relied on to do their best work. Um, so it's, it's a constant thinking about changing the new culture, if you will, the new idea of how we think and how we address and how we approach this little piece of business called working and careers and all that good stuff and and you're sitting there at your cubicle and, and you're probably thinking, this is boring. I'm already stressed by listening to this conversation and I'm bored out. Well, to some degree, that was the point. The point was to bring awareness to how seemingly boring our day is. 
Most of Americans, most of the world, according to this article, has made the, the case that we're just living stagnant. We're just sitting there, just trying to get by. Can't figure out what we're doing from heads to tails. And we're bored to death. And we want change. We want to think of the world more creatively. We want to think of how we approach things like work, things like play, things like church, all these other things. How do we approach this in a different light from the way that we're doing it right now? That is the question that many of us are asking. And that is the question that I feel you and I can work together to change. We can work together to focus on just sitting here. Maybe career choices. We want to talk about that. How do I get in a job that makes me feel like I belong here? How do I get in a job that makes me feel like this is the place for me? That every day I go to work, I'm not bored. I'm not sitting here at a desk yawning, just doing busy work, which is basically what we feel like we're doing right now. If you're really being honest, you feel like that. You feel like you're just doing busy work. I want to be creative. I want to be more exciting. Right? Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ over there, how are you doing? You want to talk to the people about being more busy, more excited. Actually, you got something that's going to help us do that, don't you? No copyright sounds out here in the streets, as I say. They're providing access. They are empowering creators through no copyright sound. And most importantly, through royalty-free music. Country Wayne's out there. He's a YouTuber. He said, if you want to figure out how to do something better, pick up a damn camera. Something like that. My mama told me. I didn't I didn't watch it. I don't. <sighs> but it sounded like good advice. Pick up a camera. Turn on your microphone and talk. Tell people how you feel. That's what I do. Sometimes it's boring. Sometimes it's live. But the most important thing is I'm getting my ideas out there. And that's what I hope for you too. Let me uh, let me let me do let me do this let me do this right here because I have to uh, I have to uh, give a thing we can, we got to we got to uh, I got to do this one more thing and then we're gonna we're gonna play the song but I need you to I need you to is she gonna pick up the phone let me see if she pick up the phone. Hello. Did you go to sleep? Oh, yeah, yeah, sleeping. Oh, I called. Oh. To t I called to tell you. Did you know who your friend is being endorsed by? Who's my friend? Miss Graves. No Dominion. No, well that too, but no, all of them. City Council? No, the whole black side. Okay. She just put out a, a uh, on her uh, her page today that uh, uh, all of the, who is she put here? Angela has a proven track record of accomplishments. She has delivered tangible results whether it's whether it be as a city councilwoman or delegate, and we know that she's uniquely qualified to continue her service to our city. This time as our senator, 
We're proud to endorse Delegate Angela Williams Graves and urge Norfolk to send her to the Senate on June 20th. Endorsed by Norfolk City Council members Johnson, Royster, and Page. That's not all of them. That's the whole black Norfolk. We don't know that, but anyway. Okay, so you're telling me this lie. I just thought you might want to know. That was all. Is that why it cost five hundred dollars for her to? I don't know about all that, but anyway. Um, I just thought you want to know. Well, I don't know what you do with that information. Well, just let it go. Nap time. You told me so. Okay. Nap time. Okay, so what do you do with that information? I don't know. Just ponder on it, and I'll call you when you wake up from your nap nap. I'm up now. Oh, well, I'm not, so I'll call you later. Uh-huh. I wanted to tell you before I forgot, so I'll call you later. I'm already awake. Okay, well, stew on it. I have to go finish. Goodbye. Thank you. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ. Play that funky track to take us back while we figure out what to do with what we just heard. Oh, I, it's just, hey, it's EDB. <laughs> For this day two of month three. No, five. Jesus, I'm screwed. I just, oh, wow. Uh, mm, okay, well, we'll talk about that. Dr. Bill's on the other side. And, uh, We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll talk about that. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Better off, better off. I am wicked, you're insane. But I wouldn't have it any other way. If we're knocked out, we go the distance. Pound for pound, we're a perfect match. Pulling punches, we're toe to toe. We're always on the road. Worse or better, we can't stop. We can't stop.
Dr. Bill, how are you? Good, sir. I am so blessed. Thank you. Eric. Great to be here. There, that is good. You know, Dr. Bill, I was just thinking, first of all, this is the second time we've had a chat. Yes. And I think that, uh, I don't know, I'm a serious kind of guy. I think that there's, you get these good individuals like yourself and, and it's just so much that we can talk about and so much that we can do and so many different projects that, that we can work on. And uh, uh, so one thing that I have come to like, and you were sharing about a gentleman, uh, you might want to talk about it, you may not, I don't really, that's not my point, but you said find something you like and stick to it. Amen. And uh, when I was a little seven, 2008, uh, somewhere in there, might have been earlier than that. I started working out at the gym. I got a gym membership. And uh, your girlfriend's calling. <laughs> I don't think so. Which one? It's my assistant calling with an Airbnb reservation. Oh, well, that's good. For Clemson. Okay. My granddaughter's graduation. Oh, congratulations to your oh, granddaughter. Oh, it's exciting. Yeah. So, um... 2007, eight, somewhere in there, I started going to the gym. I got a gym membership. Somebody gave me a membership to a Bally Total Fitness. Okay. Oh, yes. yes. Very expensive stuff. It, well, they're out of business now. Yeah. No, I know. Yeah. Too expensive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gyms are very, it's, it's a thing. So I'm sitting in there and I'm listening to the radio on my phone. Back then we had, uh, Verizon had a piece of business, those expensive little people, and uh, you could your phone could also operate as a TV and a radio. This was 2007, somewhere in there, okay. maybe earlier okay. than that. And Verizon had a package back then where you could get basic cable programs like Nickelodeon. Okay. Uh, certain news channels were available on this. You know, this was... Right before streaming. Correct. And all the, the, the technology. Right, right. So I had that piece of business. Okay. And it allowed me to get the radio. The moral of the story was, I'm in the gym on the treadmill. I, I'm seeing it right now. And I'm listening to the Tom Joyner Morning Show. And he's gone out of business. I think he retired at this point. Yes, I don't know that name at all. Yeah. Okay. And so I'm listening to him, and I'm fascinated by the radio and different segments and things of that nature. And uh, that went on for a while. But what really hooked me was when your girlfriend's calling again. The what? Your girlfriend's calling again. (laughs) That's Deborah, my assistant. Oh. Yes, not my girlfriend. Oh, okay. Girlfriend, come pick up the hat Saturday. Uh, uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So, because you know people are hearing noises and you don't, they yes. don't know what those yes. noises are, exactly. so you have to. Do you want me to turn it off? Well, it, it, I can't. No, I can't. You don't have to turn it off. It's just more silent. No, 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 no. We will just because if I, I'm listening to podcasts and I hear dinging and I'm like, yeah. what's that? What's that? Yeah. So exactly. I just have to no, make sure that folks know. Okay, that was a phone. Yes. Not not some. And that's a dog. There's the dog. Oh, yeah. Oh, wanted oh, to be Lord. out. She, uh... So sad. Yeah. She, uh, wants to come say hi. Well, hello. 
Good morning, Pooch. Oh, Jesus. Nobody asked you to get on top of me. I know, I know, but I am a friendly one. I love animals. She had an issue where she, apparently light dogs get allergies and dry skin. Oh, my gosh. And so that's why she's lost most of her fur? Yeah. Bless her heart. But we didn't know that, that that was a thing. Yeah, yeah. Until my mother's dog got it. Oh, my goodness. And uh, so anyway, oh. lay down. But she's getting it back. We, we, uh, then there was an issue where uh, when we moved here, a lot of people walk their dogs. Yeah. And I didn't know that when I just, you can see them now when they come across the back. Okay. They'll get right to my back gate and they'll okay. start scratching. For real? They're kicking off fleas. Oh. In my backyard. Oh, lovely. And so lovely. she oh, went lovely. out there and got attacked viciously <sighs> by, by fleas that I didn't know was out there. Okay. Because I'm used to coming from my grandmother's house where there's nothing in our backyard. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I moved from there to here where the backyard is more open. And uh, yeah. So anyway. Oh, such a nice dog. Yeah. She's so cute. But she's all right. See, I'm all right. Yes. Yeah. As and long then, as you're giving her attention. Well, and then the other thing is, too, when she doesn't get attention, she'll scratch a hole in her head. She'll just, She'll just scream like she's raped. <laughs> she will. That's you why you can't lock her up. She'll yeah. scream like she's being raped. Yeah. Or she'll scratch a hole in her head. Because she knows one or two of them, is gonna, you're going to give her attention. I'm like, yeah. this is the most emo dog I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> like, you either pay attention to me or I'll make myself bleed. Yes, yes. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, I'm doing newspapers. Okay. And uh, Steve Harvey. What do you mean doing newspapers? I'm delivering newspapers. Okay, gotcha. Okay. And Steve Harvey comes on. Okay. Steve Harvey Morning Show. Now, 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 wait. Is this back in two? We're still in 2007, We're about. about, Okay, somewhere in that era. Somewhere in that era. Okay, gotcha. Steve Harvey. So I started listening to him. Okay. And that's when it clicked for me. I wanted to do radio. And the thing of it was, it had been a slow progression because I have, all I've ever known was radio. Okay. My grandmother, okay. uh, I only had one TV that I was only allowed to have during the summer. Okay. She took away my TV during school. Okay. Yeah. I had focus uh, on your studies. Well, I don't know. Wife, grandmother. Yeah. I don't know if I was focusing on my studies, but that's a whole other conversation because yes. I didn't care about yes. school anyway. But I cared about learning. I hated school. All right. I hear you. That's yeah. why Frell's got his own school. His kids are called explorers. Mm-hmm. They're not bound by the traditional schools. I don't know anything about Frell. Yep, yep, yep. But anyway, um, I uh, I'd lost my train of thought. Um, I, I really lost my train of thought. Well, well, were you headed towards... How if you do something and you get involved in it and you do it consistently, there so, we go. Back on track. Yeah, back on track. Thank you. You're, you're yes. good. Uh, see, I'm a good listener. You're, you're a very good educator, too. Um, so I had this thing where I always had radio. Okay. And I would always listen to stations. Back then, we would listen to uh, radio stations. My grandmother was more of a fundamental conservative. Gotcha. Gotcha. Back then, that was cool. Yes, yes. Uh, 
you were uh, the the conservatives and the fundamentalists were more quiet, more reserved, more um, not outrageous. Yeah, yeah, they, not they, outrageous. Yeah, they were. Uh, their music was more peaceful, and I would find that listening to a station like BBN, which was the conservative station back then, okay. Uh, which it still is, but you know, conservatism is a little bit more uh, dangerous to be a part of than it was back then. But you would listen to that at one or two o'clock in the morning. If you woke up and that was on, it was more peaceful, more calming, more soothing okay. than waking up to the hip hop stations or the rap stations or anything like that because they would play this music and it wasn't that it was bad, but it was just. It did not settle my psyche. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't. No, it gets you going. Well, I don't know if it got me going. It was more because of the drama that I was dealing with back okay. then. Okay, yeah, I understand. Having something that radical and that, uh, as we would call it in the streets, ratchet, mm-hmm. would kind of pull more, push me more into a mode of anxiety. Okay. Whereas okay. the BBN station would calm me down. And so I would listen to that. All the way, all the way, all the way, all the way. So I've always had this this love of radio. Okay. The moral of the story is, because we're here to talk about you, not me, uh, but this is a long setup. The moral of the story was that I love radio. I want to do radio. And when it came time to get on the internet, I, uh, I want to do radio show. And we tried back in 2008. I put a team together. We tried to explore how to do radio. Couldn't figure it out. It was too much of a drama thing back then. If I had known it, which if I had known now what I knew then, mm-hmm. uh, excuse me, if I had known then what I knew now, uh, I wouldn't have done that because the thing that I've learned now from people like Mark Zuckerberg or Jack Dorsey or okay. any of these boys and girls. Okay is you don't try to force the system to accept your idea. You put your idea down your system's throat and make them have to react to it because the system is reactionary. It's not yes, progressive. It is. It, absolutely. You're absolutely, it's progressionary. It's, it's reactionary. Yeah. And so I was trying to make the system uh, into Thomas Edison, which it's not. You can't go to a politician and say you want to do something that they've never seen before because they don't know how to handle that. But if you take them to something that's in action and they can figure out how to strap themselves onto it and, and make it their own thing, then they'll be more interested to, to be a part of it. Absolutely. That part I didn't realize until years down the road. Okay. So, uh, I ran for office, and all this is setting up to you. I ran for office because I thought, and this is me processing. I, I, my aunt Mama Stacy said, have you processed what happened? I'm like, dude, I don't have time to do that. But she's like, <laughs> no, you need to process. I ran for office because I thought that if I was a councilman, I could achieve the things that I wanted to achieve because the chair would give me the power to do it. Not realizing that some people, the chair needs you uh-huh. and other okay. people, they need the chair. Yeah. Yep. 
And at the fear of sounding conceited, I was one of those people who the chair needed me mm-hmm. more so than I needed the chair. Gotcha. I understand. And so that being said, it brings me to and, and before anybody would say, well, that sounds conceited. I mean, well, let's let's think about this. You are always in my orbit. Before I even considered running for office, absolutely, uh, there were various political leaders and or, or ideolo- ideologists because uh, I don't really like to call them leaders. Ideologues. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Ideologues. Well, ide- right. I don't really like to call them leaders, but there were various political uh, players, players that were already in my orbit long before I even ran for office, yeah. and so. When you look at it, well, yeah, maybe I don't need this chair. And maybe I can just go in and do my work from a media perspective. Mm-hmm. And I could tell the story that I wish to tell just sitting here in my living room with these things on. Then I could going out to do any type of political theater that basically you have to do when you ran for office. Mm-hmm. And the funny thing was the guy who who defeated me, uh, and I did that in air quotes, uh, because I didn't lose to him, I lost to Benjamin Franklin. Uh, (laughs) Amen. I understand what you're saying. But the guy who defeated me, now he has to go and and dabble and do all this other stuff and and please people and suck toes that he probably maybe do or do not want to suck. Whereas I just do whatever I want to do. And the last time we had a conversation. Whenever you want to do it. Right. The last time we had an interaction, I said, you're in hell and I can do the hell I want to do. <laughs> and, and he, so it, in, in, in some cases, sir, I won, you lost. <laughs> Thank you for defeating me. That being said, Dr. Bill. Yes, sir. It brings us to what you're doing. Um, we had our first conversation. We learned about you being uh, an educator coming up in Illinois and so forth and so on. And now we're here at the part where we're trying to understand uh, in many cases what your next moves are mm-hmm. and how we connect you and I on, on future endeavors because I think we have something we can talk about. No question about that, Derek. No, no question because, Eric, you're solution-oriented. We're looking, we're, we're seeing what's wrong out there and what we can do constructively, not just to waste time and spin our wheels, but what can we do concretely to make things change? Mm-hmm. My whole career and life has been about innovation. Right. If I would go in as a, a principal after five years when it got to be very routine and so forth, the challenge was gone. I needed to be, and so I went from a rural school in Michigan that was a wonderful opportunity, but it gave me a chance to be an administrator. My next challenge was to go into suburban Chicago, and that challenge was two all-white schools coming together with two racially integrated schools, and 1,200 people applied for that job, Eric. I was the youngest, okay? Mm I thought I don't have a snowball's chance in hell, but I'm going to put my hat in the ring. Number one, because I was ready for a new challenge. Number two, my wife's uh, mother was battling cancer. We needed to get closer to Minnesota so we could see her as she went through that 
uh, ultimately uh, terminal challenge. So any anyway, so we went to Lagrange, Illinois. All right, Lagrange is a, and how do you end up with two all-white schools and two racially integrated schools? Lagrange was a suburban community where the wealthy people from Chicago would come home. They had servants in their homes in parts of Lagrange, mm -hmm. where the servants created the African American community that was there. Now the other people came to a part of that community that was all white, Lily, Lily, white. They were there for a reason. They wanted their children to stay away from riffraff. You know, those kids. We don't want our. That's why we bought a home in this neighborhood. This is all white. Mm -hmm. So here I come. I had I had to go through a security check to become a Peace Corps volunteer. That was interesting, but it wasn't like it was to become to become acceptable as the candidate to become principal of Park Junior High School, founding principal. Anyway, but but what they did was the administrators of the, of the school district came to my community in Grant, Michigan, and they talked to every single person. You know this guy? What do you know about the guy? Is he a good guy? Has he done anything that is offensive to you? Da 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 da. And they spent a full week, a week going through this interrogation process. And then they came back and said, "We'd like you to be principal." Now I. I didn't have the I didn't have the master's degree I should have had, but I was working on it, hmm. and they knew I was going to get it. It was just like my teaching. I didn't have a teaching certificate when I started teaching, but I got my certificate. Um, so anyway, we're, we're, our mindsets are the same in that we go into a situation, we analyze the situation. How can we be part of the solution? Right. That that's a, and I had to promise my wife, in getting married, that I would not go into politics. She would not marry if I'd be good. I was head of the student government at the University of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. I was elected unopposed because everyone knew they couldn't defeat me. Right. Uh, you know, I was, it was, I'm a political strategist. And I, anyways. There is somebody who came to me, now to think about yes. that, and they asked me, they said, uh, Eric, I think you should consider exploratory run. I said, I've been there, done that. They said, well, no, Eric, I think you should run for governor. I said, there's no chance in hell I'm going to win a governorship. And they're like, well, Eric, I don't think that's the point. I'm like, yes, it is. Why would I explore something? I know there's no chance in hell I'm going to win. What's the point in that? And, well, because it can stir up the theater. I don't play games. Well, yeah, see, and that would be game playing. I mean, if you don't expect to win, why waste, why would I, why would I waste my time and ask I, other people to come behind you? And I don't expect to win. Yeah. And and then you're asking me for something of that nature to drag my family through that? At, see, and that was it. With my wife's point was, our family is not going to be subjected to political life. Right, right. You're asking me to subject my wife mm -hmm. and the rest of my family yes. to to that type of scrutiny. And it's it's horrific scrutiny. Yes. And, and, you and they'll know, look for everything to take you down. And smear with it. And smear. And, 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 smear. and I have a very sensitive wife. <laughs> she doesn't like that kind of thing. Well, right? I mean, you know. Well, who does? Who does like who that kind does? of thing? Who does? Yeah. I mean, you know, who does, you know, Jill Biden and the way she, they, uh, it's, it's just. I mean, Michelle Obama, they made it, told her she was a monkey and all oh, those other oh. things. Nobody wants and, to deal and with one that. Of, but one of the most educated, talented, 
That was the most outrageous thing ever. And yet, what was her response to that? They go low, I go high. Well, she's made for that. Everybody's not built like that. There's, there's, there's a political person, I'm not going to name names, but there's a political person in town who came to me, and I'm not even going to name right, any of the right, names, Right. but I was working with a uh, a uh, another political partner, if you please. Right, right. And we were trying to get some things done. Uh-huh, yes. And the reality of it is, and, and I've had this struggle for some time now, I've been very vocal about this struggle. If, 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 if you want me to get anything done in this town, I got to go find a white person because a black man ain't going to do it for me. And, and there's truth to your statement. There, there, uh, there's accurate truth because th- these are not these are not things I've been told. <laughs> you look at a lot of my work that I have done. Ninety percent of it has been funded, supported, and uh, praised, endorsed. In, yes. endorsed that's mm-hmm. the word. Endorsed by white people because black people wouldn't touch it. So one political partner, if you will, said to me, "Well, Eric." I was working on a a, uh, a, a project because uh, someone had some stress that they needed to take care of. Okay. And so I had been interacting or engaging, if you will, in a, in a dialogue that happened to have had the city attorney involved in. Okay. Okay. And so while I was there... <laughs> yes, yes, yes. See, this is where you and I are like. Well, I got you here. <laughs> I got one or two other things I want to talk about. Yeah, you know? Hello, you've got an agenda. Because you never know when I'm going to see you again. That's so, exactly right. So, since I have your attention <laughs> and your focus, yeah, let me go ahead and, and, and take the liberty of taking care of one or two other details. So. <laughs> It was a thing where somebody, because we were having this stress where we're dealing with civic leagues. Okay. Yes. All right. I and, understand. And the thing of it was that, uh, and we were already setting up for part three because we can't do all this in one day. So, Dr. Bill, let's just go on ahead and make a, a, a <laughs> in your calendar, a monthly visit. Yeah. I, you, I think that would make sense because yeah. we have... We have so much ground to cover. We have so much ground There's to cover. There's so many things. And, yeah. and from race, I mean, anyway. All that. Poli- all, all that. The, all all that. We got a whole lot and, to talk about. And I love Norfolk, and I love being in Norfolk. Right. I made a choice to be in Norfolk rather than Virginia Beach or Chesapeake. I've lived in both of them. Yeah. I want to be in Norfolk. Yeah. For a reason. So, I'm, I'm not I'm not shooing you down. Yep, I just yep. don't want to lose yep, the thought. Yep. Um, but, um, which I already did. <laughs> Sometimes it, when it's it there, you just gotta let it go. You can't. That, that people's like Eric likes to talk. It's like no, Eric doesn't want to lose what he's thinking. So it's uh, so we're sitting there, we're having this conversation, uh-huh. and we're discussing uh-huh. civic leagues. And Norfolk has a lovely way of of discussing civic engagement. Right, right. But the thing that I argue is that Norfolk's policy on civic leagues somewhat. Um, flirts in the negative to the Constitution. Okay. What I mean by that is the Constitution says that 
Uh, I have the right as a U.S. citizen to peacefully assemble with like-minded individuals over a common cause. Right. That is what the Constitution says. That's right. I'm aware of that. But some in the civic community here would say, well, we have to make sure that your civic league comes under the criteria that we establish. Right. But, but that goes against what the Constitution tells me. That I have the right as a legal U.S. citizen. I got citizenship papers. I was born at DePaul Medical Center, 150 Kingsley Lane. Now it's going to be apartments, but back then it was a hospital. May 9th, 1984 at 6 p.m. on the dot, right before whatever white show my mama liked to watch. Come on. And she says very clearly, I like to watch, watch TV shows. I don't like TV shows. Anyway, so I was born, Reagan baby, born on U.S. soil. Last I checked, Norfolk is inside of Virginia, which is inside That's of the U.S. I understand this well. Okay. We don't have to debate that one. No. So I am a U.S. citizen, which I go through all that because sometimes I have to explain to my black brothers and sisters, you are a U.S. citizen. <laughs> I care less what Trump or any of those other people like to tell you. I can care less about whatever type of hindrances and, and roadblocks and how they like to move the goalposts and all the good stuff. And you'll be surprised how something that simple in certain communities is so hard to get through. Yeah. You yeah. are a U.S. citizen. Yes. Yes. And you are entitled. That's right. Yeah. To I, the I, rights and privileges of a U.S. citizen. Yes. You think I'm pulling teeth <laughs> in certain communities. That, but because we've created this hierarchy, a stratification of who is privileged and who isn't privileged. Right. That, that's the problem. That, that's the racism. That's the every element of that. That's the, the social segregation based upon economics. Right. Yeah. And, so we're having this debate where somebody didn't want me to form a civic league. Okay. To which I, you know, this is why I, I sometimes stay in my out of my political lane because, you know, when I'm not in politics, I can reserve the right to say F off anytime I get ready. <laughs> which is what I tend to do to politicians. <laughs> and uh, so I'm uh, sitting there and I'm having this discussion and the, the city attorney was called in on me. They sick the attorney on me. And I'm like, what? Yes. To shut you up? Yes. <laughs> so. Now that's outrageous. So. Oh, come. And so I'm sitting there and it, it's, it's a thing where it's all public knowledge. So I'm sitting there and uh, we're having these discussions and I'm just. Moral story, I won't talk about that because that gets into, I don't want to start bashing the attorney because, you know, there's other people. There's a, there's a long list of people who would do that for me. I don't have to bash him. I don't even know him to bash him, to be honest with you. Uh, but there are a lot of people who I mentioned and they're like, oh, that rat bastard? I'm like, I don't know the guy. I ain't going to call him a rat bastard. But uh, anyway, while I'm in here in yes. this discussion. Yes, sir. I, I take the liberty because this garbage that you got me in, I really don't care about. Because I know my rights as a U.S. citizen. I don't ever give a damn what you try to bring this attorney right. in to tell me otherwise, which you didn't do it anyway. Yes. But we're talking about this other piece of business that I have to do with the citizenship. Some people that needed some issues 
taken care of within their community. So we got the attorney here. So let's have a talk. So my political friend, who that's nice to say, I'm using air quotes now, because at this point he's a rat bastard. Yeah. But the response was, which is also good, Dr. Bill, because none of them are going to listen to this. So I feel free to have a conversation because <laughs> ah, they may, though, if we if we provoke enough people, they may listen. Well, here here's the thing, Dr. Bill, that I <laughs> here's the thing that I, I used to be bothered with, but now I'm OK with. I used to be bothered with the fact, oh, they won't listen to me and they won't pay attention to me. And I can't believe I'm sitting here and I'm trying to educate the people and these political leaders, they pay me no attention. Now I don't care that I'm listening because I can say what the hell I want. No, I better listen. I know that. <laughs> so the people that I want to educate are going to hear. The people who think that I'm not worth their time are going to ignore. And that's fine because eventually they're going to get their asses handed to them and they're not going to go and hit them. <laughs> so this guy comes to me. And he says, I saw a letter with your name on it to the city attorney. And now their goal is that, you know, we have to bow down and kiss the ring because we didn't elect a council person. We elected a queen and a king. And you're, you're laughing at me, but this is know, literally how I they know, think. I know. I know. <laughs> what? Maybe. And, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Really, yeah okay. Yeah. You yeah, seem like you had runs I, in with him. Yes. Yeah. So. We're electing a king and a queen over here now. And I said, no, I'm a U.S. citizen. I can go talk to anybody I want, any organization I want. I am an advocate for the community. Anytime a group of people come together and solicit your services, they're soliciting you to be an advocate. So therefore, it's the same. Spokesperson. Huh? Spokesperson. Right. So it's like if you have an an issue and you uh, seek legal counsel, on some degree, he's a lawyer, but in other words, he can be defined as an advocate because he's going to whatever thing you have to advocate on behalf of you. Yeah. Read a dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> Most folks don't understand. We need to have an education program. Yeah. So anyway, I'm sorry, I'm getting off the So anyway, the moral of the story was that I've learned from that conversation that they called they said well Eric uh, you want to help the people I said yes now Dr. Bill at the fear again of being stuck up yes yeah I hear you at yes, the yes. fear of being of being considered as whatever you want to call yeah, me insert yeah, negativity yeah. here yeah this year I turned 39 mm-hmm Back there in that room is a folder with the documents to everything that you're saying. It, no, what I'm saying, everything from this house to those cars out there yeah. to everything on this property, there's a folder back there that has the documents to say, I own it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I'm renting. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. own it. Yep, yep. There are some people who are 50 and 60. And still don't have the documents. <laughs> well, see, and, and, and the sad part of it is freedom is in owning. Right. Freedom is in owning. They don't have a noose around you. No. They uh, can't uh, take anything on this property yeah, from me. Yep. I own it. Yep. Yep. And when you're trying to hold that person hostage, 
who all his goal is, is to make sure that other people can right. have the same thing Advocate he has. Them. Amen. A, A, Eric, I so 110% agree with you. That's why the, the, the idea of a blessed community is where we're all... Uh, I, I attended, attended a church where it said, you don't live life alone. And I, you know what I say to that at this point? BS. I live life alone. I can serve and I can be used and I also can be abused. But I'm tired, tired of hearing. Sound like you're looking for a new church. Uh, I am. <laughs> Let, that was not for public information, but I meet with my pastor this afternoon. Uh, so, we don't have to talk about no, where that is. No, but, no, no, no. We yeah. No, we don't have to. But, but it is, it's so, because God wants me to help this community. Right. I, God is very clear about where I can be most effective, well, where Dr. I can be most productive. Dr. Bill, you have a minister's license, don't you? I do. Can, can I tell you the truth that I have learned? Yes. And, 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 and I don't want to say anywhere else, but uh, because I don't want anybody to feel like that I'm beating up your, your church. Oh. I'm not beating up your church, beating up all of them. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, there's, there's because no all of those, all of those, most of them, are they are driven by what uh, appeals to their bottom line and their credibility and their branding and their truth and branding right. branding right. branding and so and, and, and it's not it's it's not a shot it's just a reality yeah that that's a, where we a, are it's a, an analysis that's true right so yeah, if you're trying to do something like yourself what you're trying to accomplish Going to some of these boys, it's not going to get done. Well, as, as I, I, I met with a person for an extended period of time, not one time was it asked, what is the nature of what you want to do? How can we help you? Not one time. No, they're not going to ask you that. A and the last conversation was, well, when it fails, please come back because we have things you need to be doing. And I wanted to punch him out but i did it just so they told so you when it fails uh -huh. they they didn't say that directly oh, it was okay. it was by implication oh, okay we we know that when this doesn't work out the way you want it to work out we're waiting for you to come back yeah and, well, and uh, believe me uh, believe me I, you know i've told many pastors i said you know what they said what? I said, hell to freeze over and the devil to sell ice water for tickets before I come back and ask you for a damn thing. <laughs> and, 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 and thankfully, and part of, I told my grandmother the other day, I said, it's all your fault. Say that to your grandmother. I said, it's and all. What it, and she just said, I know. My grandmother. I love your grandmother. You know that. My grandmother has given me the right and the privilege to tell anybody to f off anytime I get ready, <laughs> she she, that's why I gave. I mean, she. I love her because of the independence. The I knew that if I gave her the book from Michelle Obama, that she'd read it. Number one, uh -huh. she would benefit from it, uh -huh. and she would see things that would just be opening of eyes more. My and, uncle is another person. Oh, I now, now my uncle. God bless his heart. I'm going to say In this. Maryland? The guy yes. in Maryland. My yes, uncle. yes, yes. Elevator man. Yes. My uncle, well, yes. that's what he does. He's a construction man. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Construction man. Yeah. Okay. But uh, my uncle, to some degree, is an asshole. <laughs> but. 
time. <laughs> when you think about his level of success and his color, that is a prerequisite. It's a miracle. Well, it's a prerequisite because yeah, yeah. literally you're talking about a black man who is in a sea of white people. Dominate. Yes. And they he, and, own. They own. Yeah. And the only way that you're going to survive is you have to, in some cases, <laughs> you know, like I had an aunt, Dr. Alice Welch, who ran the, the Norfolk Black Hospital community. Okay. With Norfolk okay. Community Hospital. You can go do your research on that. Okay. My great-grandfather, uh, great-great-grandfather, doctor, not doctor, uh, my aunt was Dr. Alice Welch. She ran Norfolk Community Hospital okay. and, and all the medical institutions around here. You, you go up and down these streets, knock on any door, and ask any old person, and I say that because they yeah, would be they the, from their era, right? Yeah, not going to, most of this whole neighborhood, right? This whole street, if you will, yeah, was nothing but Norfolk community nurses. Wow, because my aunt, what's a leader? My aunt, Doctor Alice Welch, not not my aunt, my aunt by marriage. I gotcha. Because okay. she married my grandmother's brother. Okay, that's whose house yep. that I'm living in now. Okay. Uh, this house right here. Yeah, okay, yeah. Got it. Got this, it. My my uh, my aunt by marriage was yep. a lady named Evelyn. She was one of the head nurses over okay. at Norfolk Community at the time. Okay. So she came out here and they bought a house in the seventies, early okay. late sixties, okay. early seventies. And when she bought this house, her and my my uncle, uh, she went back to Norfolk Community and all the nurses bought the houses. Everybody bought their house out here. So the a nurses was, community. The nurses was out here. Yep. Uh, Dr. Murray, who was the former pastor of First Baptist Butte Street. Gotcha. He lives back over in over okay. in Yonder. Okay. Father Green used to live yep. over there on Garfield. Okay. Uh, Father Jim, who is St. Mary's, lives up up. He lives in this community. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. If you, I if see, we, I I, I if, love if Father go, Jim. I've been to the Basilica numerous times. You we we go we go sit we go sit out back, and you might see him come by, walk his dogs. Yeah, yeah. every day he comes by. Yeah, sometimes he stops just to look to make sure. his dog literally comes by and stops at my house because he's like, <laughs> is he in there, is he in there. <laughs> so, but this is this is a neighborhood of very affluent people. At least at yeah. one point in time, it was. Yes, yes, and uh, so. But back to my uncle, because as I said, he could be a hole. But my uncle is that guy because, and it took me a while to realize it. When That's, you're independent, when you don't allow people to think for you, you get labeled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember I was working on a job, uh-huh. and it wasn't a white person, right? But it was a black person. Yes. And we were sitting there, and the black person looked at me in the face, and he was asking me to do something. And I knew I was, because I was, we were building, my last full-time job was working on the Norfolk Courthouse and the Slover Library. Okay. I was working for a construction clean company. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And uh, so we're doing different things, and while I'm doing these things, I would call my uncle periodically to ask him questions about... How to do right? Yeah, yeah, how to do it? Yeah, and he would say, because like when you take the lights down, he would say, 
Well, you, you see those grooves right there? Yeah. Well, you want those grooves to, to come together symmetrically. You want them to flush together. Yeah. Yeah. And you want to make sure the line goes straight down. And, and you have to make sure it goes straight down now because if it's off-centered, then it's going to offset the wall. And, and there's a possibility if you hit the wall right, the whole thing's going to come down. So it has to be straight. You know, these types of things, none yeah. of that made sense. But I'm just... That's the type of conversation we have. Yeah, yeah, because that's his mindset. Right. I understand that. So I would ask some questions. He would say, Eric, this is how you do it. So I had to go and do it the way he told me to do it. Now, these people knew who my uncle was. Okay, okay. They knew I had an uncle in this field yep. that was feeding me information. Okay, okay. So they would come up and they would say, uh, well, uh, do the line, but put it... now." For anybody listening, no, I'm not giving you good advice about how to build a house. I'm just using this for an example. Please do not take this advice because I do not know what I'm talking about. I'm just telling a story here. And I don't know anything about that line. I'm, I need that clear because somebody yes. will listen to this and go, yes, yes, yes. You told me to put it all center. Yes. That's not, I don't, yeah. I'm just telling a story. Let's just get through the story here. So at one point in time, we were doing something. I don't remember what we were doing, but. Uh, my uncle had told me, straight down the center. Go straight down. So the guy's like, oh, it's all the curve. It's all right. You can leave it at that. I'm like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be straight down the center. <laughs> so he got mad, went and called the big boss and okay. said, Eric is being insubordinate. So the big boss got on the phone and said, Eric, do what your boss told you to do. So I said, all right, cool. So I left it the way it was. Then the guys come around and do check through. Now, check through in construction site is when if you are a subcontractor, the contractor then comes around, to, which is which is more likely the, the GC, which is yeah, general contractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll come around to check. Yeah, to make sure that right. you've done what you're supposed to do. So he comes around the walls off center. And he chews me out. And the other guy, the one that told me to leave it that way, joins in. Oh, so fair weather friend to put it mildly oh i don't i don't, I don't have friends Doctor. yeah <laughs> <laughs> the reason why is because if somebody does something stupid it doesn't hurt when they do it yeah um so he uh he he does that so i sat there and i didn't say anything and then we do something and i said no and i just wouldn't move and he goes he says just like this he's like you better move i said I just sat there and looked at it. And he goes back. He says, look here. If I come back and your dumb nigga ain't move. And he said it just like that. So I looked. And he's black. So I looked. But he didn't say nigga. He said nigger. Okay. Okay. So okay. I called my uncle. And I said, the boy just called me a nigger. Uh-huh. And my uncle says, where are you? And I said, I'm. He said, walk out the door. And so I proceeded to walk out the door and he goes, where are you going? So the big boss is called in and I, cause I was driving the van yeah. and I said, your keys will be at the front desk. I'm leaving. No, 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 no. you can't do that. No, 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 no. And I, and I, we had a meeting and they brought him in and I said, if he ever calls me a nigger again, mm-hmm. I'm walking out this door and I'm suing you. Yeah, yeah. And which you have every right to do. 
as and, a citizen of the United States. Yes. But the moral of the story was <laughs> it was another it was another conversation that I had that uh, and all this plays into what we're talking about here. But where I used to drive this van for this company and I would get there in the morning and it would never have gas in it. And there was they were always complain because I'm late. Now you go into Wawa at seven o'clock in the morning trying to get gas. Everybody's there. Everybody's yeah, there. And you can't get it. No. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I've been there, done that. Uber so, driver. Yeah. Right. So I'm sitting here trying to get gas. I said, Well, let me come in twenty minutes early. I have no problem with that. Let me come in twenty minutes early. So you can get the gas. So I can get the gas. Yep. Yeah. And then I can get to the facility on time. Yes. No, 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 no. You can't do that. You can't do that. That's gonna that's gonna mess up the 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 uh, the uh, the uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, it's, yeah, gonna, it's gonna yeah. mess it up. Gonna mess it up. Gonna put gonna put payroll off scale. Put payroll off scale. Okay, so I can't come in early, but you want me to magically leave <laughs> here, <laughs> go to Wawa, fight with people because literally they had a gas card that you only go to Wawa for. <laughs> so I had to go to Wawa which is literally like a Jesus convention every morning <laughs> getting their coffee it, it, plus gas plus gas plus gas and so the thing was one morning I they said this now look these bosses I learned very early bosses operate off of intimidation Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. So they absolutely. So they think that if they can hold you by your job, yep, yep, that they can get whatever they want. Yeah, yeah. Because of my grandmother and my uncle, I've never been held by my balls in my life. Oh my gosh! So I went in, and I said this. They said, Eric, you have to do this. Blah, blah, blah. I said, I'll tell you what, I'm gonna go out there tomorrow, and I'm gonna drive that truck, and I'm going to go from here straight to the the courthouse and I said it just like this to yeah. the boss yeah and wherever that bitch breaks down <laughs> I'm gonna leave it on the side of the road and I'm gonna call my grandma to come get me <laughs> and you can come get your van since you told me I can't come in I gave you all these solutions yeah, uh, yeah solutions see? <laughs> and we're both solution oriented people. I gave you solutions to yeah. how I can and fix you, it you, I you was willing them. to come in early yeah. yeah and oh by the way I put that thing on F Every time I bring it back here, I have never brought that van back on E. I don't care if it was three quarters of a tank. Yeah. I don't care if I went to the gas station and put $7 in it. Yep. It was full to the brim yep. every day I bring it back. Yeah. But it's always on E with the light on when you give it to me the next morning. So either you put gas in it or I'm going to drop it. Yeah. So... I called my grandmother and I told her, I said, grandmother, I literally called right in front of her. I said, grandmama, um, they, they, they didn't acknowledge it. They're like, well, which route, which route you coming? And I told her which route I was coming. She's like, all right. <laughs> so she could meet you. So she could meet you. I ran out of gas. <laughs> so these, these people realized, they're like, this bastard is serious. <laughs> so Not playing games. So the next morning and from then on, I never got in that truck without a full day of gas. <laughs> and the moral to all of that is 
my whole life's work has been that everybody can feel like they have the right to stand up for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was yeah. given the right to stand up for myself. And if it wasn't, like I said, for my grandmother and my uncle who gave me that privilege to say, you stand up and I'll defend you. And no matter where I've ever been, no matter what job I've ever been on, if it was ever unjust, I can call them and say, this is happening. And they'll just say, go home. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Go home. Yeah. We'll start over. Yeah. You'll find you another job. Yeah. I wish everybody had that right. Yeah. And oh, I feel yeah. like if that level is, is that playing field is level for a lot of people, I feel that you'll have more folks who are feeling confident. Oh, please. Yes. Which is what we like to work on, you yes, and I. Absolutely. Some degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's empowerment. It's about empowerment, true empowerment. Not playing games, but true empowerment. And, and part of it is in the financial system of where debt straps people. I mean, what am I worried? I've got 11 grandchildren. I do not have to work now as a senior citizen. My retirement was carefully planned, okay? So I could sit at home and twiddle my thumbs and count my money. You know, that's not what I'm doing. I've got 11 grandchildren, and my goal at this point is to launch them at age 18, $10,000. Why? So that they can decide, do you want college? Do you want craft or trade? Do you want military? Do you want your own business? Whatever you want to do, all right? I'm backing you with the understanding that you're going to stay out of debt. You're not going to ruin your credit score because your credit score determines your life at this point, where you live, what you, you know, your job. It, it's everything. Yeah. And they don't, they aren't told that. They aren't trained that. They, you know, and it's a crisis in our country right now. Mm -hmm. So for my grandchildren, creating the next level, my children are incredibly well set. It's the next generation that I worry about because mm -hmm. there's nobody there to teach, train, and equip them to deal with what we've got here because it's a society that's there to uh, to prey on them. Right. To prey on them. I um, the, the, you, you said something earlier, and I said, you talk about Pharrell. And I said, I don't know anything about Pharrell. Yeah. yeah. And... It's not a diss more so, but I'm like, he's doing whatever he's doing. And God, yep, yep. It's like Paul. Paul said in, 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 in the Bible, he's right, like, right. people do what they do. Yep, right? yep, I'm yep. doing what I'm doing. They do yep, what they do. Yep. And so he's doing what he's doing, but that has nothing to do with what I'm doing. Yep. And so, oh, but it does, though. Well, yeah, it, it does, because I, I'm going to find a way to work jointly with Pharrell. And because he is, he is. I mean, that's what I'm saying is. You, you, everybody has their own path to how they get with them. Absolutely, they get. absolutely, and their and, own strategy. Right, yeah. and so he's yeah. doing what he's doing, yep. I do what I do, and, yep. and I don't yep. get involved in his business. Um, but and, I want him involved in my business. So, <laughs> Well, I mean, hey, that's yeah, you. Yeah, I, uh, to me, I don't know where he fits in mine. I, mean, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I know where he fits in mine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so anyway, and if he chooses not to be a spokesperson for my new effort, then all the kids are going to write him a letter saying why they really would be blessed if he chose to become involved with us. So anyway. <laughs> I don't, I, anyway. Um, my, my thought process, it, well, you know, I go to church every Sunday. Uh-huh. Where do you attend church? 
I have my own church. Oh, okay. All right. And, okay. Uh, and uh, I told you I don't deal in corporate churches. I understand. Yeah. I understand. They're, they're, they're out there. Well, I mean, hey, I, again, if you're, if you're looking at it from a perspective of uh, you are looking for a place I don't know how I don't know how I want to say it or what I'm trying to say, but if you're looking for a place for a good networking station, which I am not, right? Yeah, I hear I hear what you're saying. I don't go to church to network. Yep. Uh, I go to church mostly for therapy. Yep. And I go to church uh, basically just to connect with like-minded individuals. Well, for a common cause. Yes, yes. Most yes. of your corporate churches are, are really network centered. Uh, you go to find a girlfriend, a boyfriend, a husband, a wife, or business you go to connections, your next business, business partner. Yeah. Political connections. All, all that good all stuff. That, all all that good of stuff. that. All Which, of that. Which, hey, if that's what you want in your church, fine. I have, I have no problem with it. It's just not what I want. Yeah. And what yeah. I believe that yeah. is my thing. Yeah. And so I think that when we when we come to a point of understanding that everybody has their own path, as mm-hmm. my mother and I discuss all the time, and I say, "Mama, don't do it like that," and she goes, "Boy, you got your way, I got mine," <laughs> and it's it becomes a okay. I understand. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We just have to have yeah the way that makes sense. Uh, so yeah, this this that. makes it that makes sense to you. Yep. This makes sense to me. Yep. So this is the way that I'm going. So how do I support you? And what, where, well, where, where is our next step here? Our, our next step is uh, continuing conversations and for you to understand exactly what I'm doing so that we can be working in harmony with each other. Um, this whole concept of, as I invited you to that, uh, creating a blessed community, mm-hmm. it's a model. It's a model of it doesn't have to be limited to John Knox Towers. It can be in any community. It can be anywhere. Just where people care about each other. Mm-hmm. That they're in true community. What do you mean care about each other? Care about each other. Are you sick? Do you need something? How can I help you? That we work together. Not the state of Virginia. Not the United States government. Not your church. The community. The community. And, and to accept everyone in the community for the dignity and the value that they bring to the plate. Because everybody, God doesn't create any failures. Does, he doesn't, you know, when teachers said to me that a uh, uh, Down syndrome child, when they told the parents not to allow her to try to water ski, the family, they were an unbelievable family, and they wanted to have their Down syndrome child and the teacher said, she can't do that. Don't do that to her. And they went out and they taught her how to, and she's a champion water skier. Don't put limits on anyone. Encourage them to reach their full so, potential. So when you say you're creating a blessed community, right? Um, I guess I'm a little confused. I hear, I hear the broad stroke, right. but... Um, well, and it's, a, it's a work in progress. You know, it's a work in progress. Why does a girl who's in my car this morning want to be invited to that meeting? She said, I need to be in a group of people who love and care for each other, and we're trying to accomplish the same thing. So when you say, I I guess it's something to see. I don't, I, 
at this point, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I can even articulate what I'm trying to think. Well, but you think most of them you deal with are hypocritical. They don't read. They put this out here and they don't act upon what they believe. Somebody in when I was, I was, I had a political. I don't, it wasn't a political post, but someone some at some time ago, I said something about, well, Erica. Uh, you are, I can't remember what it was. I'm trying to, and I can't. But the moral of the story was I got some backlash because I said that I wasn't trying to create community. Okay. And the people looked at me and they said, well, why not? I said, because in creating community, in, in, in my experience, I'm not saying in everybody's experience, but in my experience, when I create community, it seems that there's always a dominant factor. And and I understand that. I, I understand that clearly. And but is it possible to have a blessed community? I, I'm sure and anything's well, possible. If we can, everybody will want to be a part of it. Right. Because it doesn't exist. Right. So, when, so, so, so when I said, because like you had this conversation some time ago and, and you were like, well... We were talking about race reconciliation, and yes, all the yes. churches was talking about yes. race reconciliation. Yep. And I hated race reconciliation. And people say, "Well, Eric, you don't want us to come together." No, I don't want you to come together. It's not that I don't want you to come together because I don't want the races to come together. It's I don't want you to come together because I know why you're trying to do it. <laughs> you're trying to agenda. you're trying to blend the the races together at the extinction of the the historic black churches and even the historic white ones for that matter. Well, that's true. And that's and true. my goal was not to go around and create these these pockets that put the rest of them out of business. Yeah. Yeah. That that was stupid to me. Yeah. Or you just brought me in because you just want some tokens just to say <laughs> that you got <laughs> some yeah. black people on your on in your community. But in ultimate, we're still singing your music. We're still dancing to your drum. We're still playing by your rules. We're still operating off of your ideas and ideals. And I would like to see true race reconciliation where I have my own identity. You have your own identity. And we find out where we meet in the center. Amen. Now, if that's what you're talking about with your blessed community, then I'm in. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. And the majority of residents at John Knox Towers are African American. <sighs> yeah, which is a paradox because why uh, we can't? Why you couldn't have a? Can would they would not let you have a, a, a political thing there or? Oh, they wouldn't. They wouldn't allow CYA. You know, they yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. was CYA that if they didn't, they're going to have a lawsuit because the other candidate didn't have an opportunity to do the same thing. You How know? would they have a? Oh, okay. Well, yeah, who knows? All I know is stupid. Because, you see, I hosted the first and only political event at John Knox Towers. When the well, you couldn't race... do a debate with both of them? Pardon me? You couldn't do a debate with both of them? Well, I don't know that Andrea wanted that. I didn't, I didn't approach that. I just wanted to present Andrew to the community. But, see, when I did it with the mayoral candidate, all three were invited. All right? right? Protegero forgot that he had a city council meeting that night, which is bullshit. Excuse my French. Well, then, you know, then I didn't have... know why. Why did he put it on the French? <laughs> so and so so then the second one was uh, McCabe and McCabe had the Sam family, which I've had three appointments with McCabe three times. Family emergencies. Well, but he I had know. a family emergency. He had to figure uh, out how to make sure nobody went to jail. <laughs> 
That's that one. He lost and that family emergency. Somebody sends this beautiful young lady who's very articulate and endorses his candidacy. Then in walked Kenny Alexander. And Kenny Alexander told it like he saw it and was a great politician, said exactly what they wanted to hear, and he got over 80% of the vote from John Knox Towers. I uh. mean, well, he showed up, number one. He spoke to them like they had value. Right. And, uh, you know, he's a good politician. Uh. He's, a, he's a very good politician, but... Um, you know what? Hold on. Is it possible? I don't know what the what the conversation. And I pause that because yep. I don't I don't like to go over the hour. Yep. Because you know I, I, I like a radio show. Yeah. You gotta you gotta keep, yeah. It's follow the yeah, yeah. follow the even standard. though podcasting doesn't wear care about hours I and other things like that. I know. But you know I I but that's why we have to have more than one segment. Exactly. We can't cover it in an hour. No, we can't. So we need to get together and put on your schedule because yep. we didn't. I, I'm still fascinated about this blessed community if you will mm-hmm. and how that connects or what uh, uh, is it this is the inaugural event this blessed community oh yeah this is the launch event this is the launch event and well why did you come to me before well before the, i mean you didn't tell me this before now i mean I, uh, well it's evolving it's oh, something okay. it, it's it's because not I, that you have to consult no, me no no but, no 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 but it evolved because here we are, Alice comes back from Iowa, lost her husband of 62 years, uh, taking care of him, or married for 62 years. She's 89, and... This is basically a, a community to make sure that all the old folks are taken care of. Or, or just the people uh, take I, care well, of. Well, not just old folks. So yeah, see, just I the mean, people. This girl comes in with her son. I want to figure out, we as a blessed community be, should be setting up a scholarship fund for that kid so he can go to school and reach his full potential. So that's what this is about. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. So the people can, well, so they it's, can it's, live it's, out it's, their life in, in a dignified way and, and know that there's somebody who cares about them. There somebody is Somebody who cares about there's them. There's this organization, I don't know the details of it, so please forgive me. Yep. But I'm thinking that's what it is. It's an organization... Might be Operation Blessing or something like that. I don't remember what it is, but their got their job is they raise resources to make sure that if somebody has a medical emergency, right, right, that they can fund those things because yeah, yeah and I know I know who you're talking about because I had the guy in my car, and right, he's the media person for them, so right, and he's going to do something create the story. so is that what you're talking about something yeah. in that oh, it, well yeah along that line but it, it but it's a little it's a it's a twist. Because so many people are live, living with so isolated, so alone, so feeling uh, disenfranchised, you know, and that's why that's why I support Andrea so strongly because she understands engagement. She understands getting the community involved. Right. She, and it, when I see the two candidates like this, this is a political stuff, and this is real. Act, you know, something she's doing something. What do you mean the political stuff versus real stuff? Well, you know, saying she's Wonder Woman's come work for a community for umpteen years. Well, tell me, show me what? What did you do? What have you done? Hmm. And and Andrea can bam, 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 bam. You know? I, I think that 
and and I've made it publicly clear. There was a, there was one person wanted me to do a podcast, and I I refused to do it. Uh huh. And the reason why I refused to do it is because it it was basically what a promotion. So, they were using it for their well, political means. Well, they were going to praise Andre and bash Angela Williams Graves, and I don't want to be a part of that. No, 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 no. I just say, was, I'm not saying that's what you're doing, but I knew that's what they were going to do. Yeah, yeah. And the reason why I didn't want to be a part of it is because the thing that I I feel that Angela might suffer from is that most folks may not truly understand what she did those 20 years. Hello? Hello? And look, look, at, look at the brochure. What does it say she's done? Well, and... Uh, nothing. Well, I mean... But she's done stuff. I know she's done stuff. Yeah, she... she and, 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 and doing things. And doing things. And, and doing and things. And she's worried. She believes in the community. I don't think she has the leadership that Andrew McClellan has. Well, I mean, Andrea you know. can have more, can get more things done, and has done it. Documentation. So, well, and the other, I thing, don't dislike Angela at all. The other thing too that you that I take into consideration when I ran for office, right? And I think this is something that nobody wants to attack, right? But you're you are Andrea McClellan is an anomaly. Oh yes, she is, and, Ab- and absolutely. The why I she's agree. An anomaly, I agree. Is because of something that nobody wants to deal with in this town. Okay. This is a part-time political system. Yeah. Yeah. Andre McClellan does not have to abide by those rules. Yeah. Just like I don't have to abide by those yeah. rules. Yeah. For the yeah. most part. Yep. So when you have people like myself and Andre McClellan who literally can get up from sunrise to sunset. And only focus on whatever it is they're doing. Right, right. Compared to an Angela or a a mayor or right, right. A uh, even the guy who the guy who defeated me. Right. Even the guy who was on the ballot alongside. Right. Who's an educator at the school? He's got to be there nine o'clock in the morning. Oh and, yeah. And his school doesn't close till five. Yeah. So therefore so, he's tied up. So so how do you actually get anything done for me? Yeah. Yeah. When from nine to five, during the hours that most operations in the city operate, absolutely, you know, nobody, no, no organization wants to talk to you at five thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, because they're right. going home. Yeah, they didn't yeah. work their eight hours. Yeah. So now, what you're saying is that uh, it's a twenty-four hour delay because he can't do any type of business until five thirty six o'clock. Right. Yeah. Oh. So. So it's like I sent an email to you. I have to send it to him on the 20th, which he might get to it by 5 o'clock on the 20th. But, uh, yeah, but, but the, reality is, the people that he sent it to is not going to get it to the 21st, right. which he can't respond to the end of the day on yeah. the 21st. Yeah. So there's back and forth. It could take five days to do something yeah. Andre McClellan could do in 15 yeah. minutes yeah. yeah, because she does not have a job. Right. Right. And so the solution to that is electing candidates that can operate from a perspective of they have time to dedicate to their craft. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah. a whole charter change. Oh yeah. Oh, That's yeah. a whole yeah, political mindset change. Yeah. And so 
when you analyze Angela, you say, well, Angela's not done anything. Well, the woman no, got... No, 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 no. I didn't, no, I didn't say you yeah, said that. Yeah, yeah, but there are but, some uh, folks yeah, who have said yeah, that. Yeah. But when you analyze it, it's because we're pushing political systems that if you're going to hire a council person, a council person should at least get a, 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 a full-time wage. Hello. Because yeah. if they get a full-time wage, then, then now can we can be. demand them to do a full-time job. Absolutely. We can't demand them to do a full-time job when they're only making $25,000, $26,000 a year. There you go. That's, that's part-time yep. wages yep. in a family structure, in a living yep. wage structure. Yep. So she's not going to, you know, she doesn't want to go live in the projects, yep. does Angela Williams Graves. Yeah. But that's what she's going to live on twenty five thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. So she's got to have a job somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Andrea doesn't have that yeah, that restriction. Couldn't have that challenge. Right. Yes. So the way to win that is you're either and and this is why I'm saying this because Andrea is a super elitist. Yes. Because of her position. Yes. That's all we're going to get to get stuff done is an Andrea McClellan because that's the only one who has the means and the resources to get something done. I agree. I agree. Until we change the political structure and landscape where everybody can get involved and everybody can get a fair wage off of what they're doing, then you'll have more competition. Until then, you're not going to have that competition. And that's just the facts to that. Yep. So Angela could be the best candidate of all time, Angela Williams Graves, but because she's financially strapped and, and corporately strapped, oh, yeah, yeah, how can she live and 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 maintain her life and do the people's business yep. at the same time? Yeah, she's got to go to work. To, yeah, yeah, she's got to yeah. sell homes. Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. I need to use a restroom. For the bladder burst. Oh, okay. That was not something we wanted to put on here. <laughs> I did not want that. On the... Okay, Dr. Bell. Thank you very much. We'll get on the schedule and see what the next... Uh... Yeah, yeah. let's look at it right now. Yeah, and let's... then let me use the restroom. Yeah, because you, you, we don't want So to. what are you saying? Like a month from now? Um, or when do you want to do it? You you want to try to do a monthly thing or a monthly, bi-monthly thing? Monthly? or. No, let's do monthly. We've okay. got too many topics on the agenda. You want what do you want to do monthly, bi monthly? What do you want to do? No, monthly. Monthly? Monthly. He yeah. Said, he said I'm, I'm willing busy. to commit to monthly. I, I'm busy. Um, I don't have so to. let's go to June. June, um June what do you have June sixth, seven, by the way? Uh, I have nothing. June seventh, I have a I have a uh, a program for a blind lady who was a who was a pianist, went all over the world. Oh, get out of here. Yes, doing and and, and so mark that day for for because you want to come. It's going to be at Freemason Street Baptist Church. It's where it's going to be Freemason. Freemason Street Baptist Church. Okay. It's either going to be that afternoon, but get me a week, okay, or two to confirm that. But okay. just keep that whole day open, okay, until I get that done. Yep. And I'm gonna get it. that done in a week, so you, so I can release your whole okay. day. Okay. Okay. But that's one thing. Um, Why do I think I've got something on the sixth? I know I do. I can't remember what it is. My phone just died. Um, okay, but let let's talk about. Um, let's go to that next week, the thirteenth or the fourteenth. We're right now. Or um, you, what's today? Monday. T- today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. The second of May. Okay, what's the Tuesday of that week? The fourteenth. 
a 14th. Yeah. yeah so, the 14th. You want, so you want to do the second Tuesday every month? Yeah, that's good. All yeah. right. All, all right. right. Let, all right. We got it. We got it. Okay. All right, Dr. Now Bill. The, no, the, the, um, this is always absolutely stimulating. Yes. It's <laughs> fun. It's exciting. Yeah. And we and look forward to our future talk. We got to talk about that, that building up there that I, that I want. Oh, and we will. Yeah. That, let, let's plan the next gathering. We'll have a half an hour before or after to do focus on that totally. Yeah. All right, sir. Make it happen. Let Thank me you, use sir. the restroom. Yes, yeah, sir. It was night today when you entered the space of me. It is uh, great that we had that chat with Dr. Bill, and uh, I'm excited about what can come in the future. I'm excited about really taking the time to explore uh, what the opportunities are out there. And, and it, it seemed, it may seem that uh, this conversation, if you were like me, you're going, well, Eric, you're supposed to be interviewing the guy, you did most of the talking. Well, part of it was that I knew where we wanted to go and I knew we wanted to do more than just an interview and so in doing so it required for us to set the groundwork set the table lay the lay the foundation if you will for where we wanted to go in the future and so bringing all these these different pieces up and bringing all these different stories and things that I shared in that that piece of business we did there was to lay the groundwork of where I would like to see or connect, if you will, where Dr. Bill has his thing that he's working on and how I feel that my contributions are, or what I'm looking for in a partner. And so that's what you heard. Uh, and we'll, we'll get down to it. We'll get down to it where we'll, we'll, we're, you know, working through these issues and figuring these things out. Before we, before we go, earlier I had a, a, a thing where I mentioned about, uh, the endorsements and I said let me ponder on it let me think about it I, I do not have that answer as of yet uh, I will probably ponder on it and for the next couple of days but what I do know is that it is to some degree and I, I don't know if this is I don't I don't know if it's fair and now that it now that it is gotten to a point in my brain where I can hear it as we're pushing the the hour of conclusion here now that I got to the point in my brain where I can hear it I don't know if it's a good idea to even breath um I don't know I don't know I I, I don't know I, I don't I so she she's being endorsed by three council persons which is literally the whole left side of the city, if you please. The whole, I mean, it's half of the city because you have wards three 
Wards 4 and Super Ward 7, which is just having Super Ward 7 just basically said half of the city is on my side. And then you got 3 and 4, which are the two more black wards. It totally alienates. It it, it, it kind of creates a division in the city, which I don't mm. I, I I don't I don't know what to say to that. I I I I don't I don't know. I and and I'm, and and this is me being fair and being honest and I don't know what that says. I really don't know what that says. And and so I'm confused now. And yeah, I'm confused. So we're going to have to think about that. We're going to think about that. And see what that looks like in the future. Alright. I'm going to get out of your hair. And uh, and I'm, I got to go ask some questions. And if you're. I mean. If you're up for. If, these are questions you need to think about. When you talk about. Who you're going to support in a candidate. In a, in a campaign. Go ask some questions. And if you, have, if you have the power to do that. Then please. On behalf of the people who don't. Go ask those damn questions. Alright. All right, we'll do this again. Lord willing and the damn creek don't rise. Uh, until then, thank you for caring for your friends and family. Thank you for sharing with your communities. And most importantly, thank you for praying. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized nations all over this world, even the uncivilized ones. They got kids too. We'll do this again tomorrow. Hopefully, Lord willing and the creek don't rise. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Ladies. Ladies.